Just wanted to say we had a little audio trouble, at least I did on my end for this episode, so sorry about that. Uh, still a good show, though. It's not that terrible, so hope you enjoy. <laughs> Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. Sitting with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast, wanted to help other commissioners out. Most of the episodes of this show are pretty evergreen. I'd say basically all of them. There might be one or two that isn't, but most of them are. So go back, listen to them all. Uh, Rate, review, do all that stuff on the five stars with the, the podcast thing, whatever you use. We'd love that. Uh, what we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, and uh, we just we just talk for a half an hour. Right, Ryan? That's pretty much it. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you can, pretty much all. Yep. You can email us at commissionpod at gmail.com, and we might get you onto the show. But not for now, Ryan, onto this show. Um, Busy week. <laughs> Busy week. Would, would have been nice to I, – w- I wonder what the numbers were on our last show, the SFBX one. Uh, I don't know. I wish we <laughs> I wish we got paid for this podcast. Uh, we don't, in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, we, or, or, or in case you want to sponsor us, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think the numbers have to be pretty good. I'm, I'm guessing that was our all-time uh, – most listened to episode and, and yeah. deservedly. So it, it was fun to talk SFB stuff. You announced the scoring obviously was the big draw. Uh, but I just like, I know I like to see kind of the process behind how things work. So sharing some of that with, with the listeners, with SFB players, uh, just with the fantasy community was pretty fun. Yeah. What's crazy is after the show, I thought uh, like I re-listened before I publish it. I'm like, Oh, we also do this, you know. Like, of course, we didn't get everything, uh, but it's uh, it's a pro- it's a fun process, and uh, it was fun to chat about that for a bit. Um, we got emails, Ryan, and I'm gonna warn you: we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven emails, and that's it. That's all there is. The inbox is emptied out. Mm. So well, we we've we've been here before. Yeah, uh, but it, it'll be nice to be caught up and uh, ahead of the game as we definitely turn our attention to SFB stuff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, would you like to read Brian from Cave Springs, Arkansas, not Arizona, or do you want me to? I, I can read this. Brian definitely did not have confidence in us. Uh, Cave, <laughs> Cave Springs AR, and he he. Uh, is say is sure to point out that that's Arkansas, not Arizona. Uh, I'm just assuming you messed up at some point and called that Arizona. Maybe it, I'm going to blame you. I'm blame I you. know the difference, but maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what I, yeah, could be. Let's blame uh, you. All right. Brian says, guys, I absolutely love the show. Starting to get interested in auction leagues. That is mm. a good move. You'll, you'll never go back, Brian. Uh, I've never been in an auction league, but you all swear by them in my home league, which is traditionally drafted dynasty league, 14 teams. I blew up my team, traded away many good players and ended up with uh, 2020 rookie draft picks, uh, the one, the two, the three, the five, the nine, and the 11, 
really enjoyed the rookie draft this year to say the least. Yeah, for sure. This, this is a good year to do that. Uh, Brian's question. What would this have looked like in an auction league? I assume I would have been trading not for a pick, but for auction dollars. I assume that I would have had to bid a lot to get Joe Burrow and thus maybe not be guaranteed of getting the second and third best player, let alone the three good players I got. Uh, so yeah, Brian, you're, you're right on that. Um, the way it works in my leagues, and uh, I think this is how it works in Scott's leagues as well. You still have, you still have picks kind of quote unquote picks. Uh, and those picks come with uh, allocated dollars. So the one, if you're the last place team in the league, it sounds like, uh, sounds like that's what Brian's team was. You would get the 101. The 101 is worth more than any other pick, obviously. But yes, the, those picks do stack and become a, uh, a, a, a total balance. Um, so you, if you have the most money, you can get the top player. You can get Burrow or Clyde or Barkley if that's the year. Or, you know, you can get the 101 if you have the most money. But somebody might, uh, you know, somebody might bleed you. Somebody might make you pay the max for that. So would you get, can you get the 101, the 102, and the 103? Uh, very rarely would that happen in an auction league. Yep. It, yeah, with the auction league, that's uh, that's part of the trade-off you get for, you know, allowing people a little bit of extra freedom to go after the players they want. Even if they finish seventh, they can go after the, you know, fourth best player if they want. They actually have a shot at those players. Uh, that's part of the trade-off with that. Um I will, I will say if if you have to relinquish on one of those top three players or whatever, it's like, it's like say the person who would have had like the 104, let's say he goes all in on one of those top three players and, and gets them. That just gives you a little bit more money to spend on, you know, depth or whatever, or if it's a bankroll to keep. So the trade-off there might be you don't get the top three, but you get two of the top three and then you get better depth pieces. Um there's always there's always trade-offs and auctions are a whole lot more fluid. So um, I think the biggest note is that uh, the you you don't get that sure thing, but you also that's that's also the benefit of auctions is that the guy with the 101, 102, 103 isn't guaranteed to get those players. You know, a, a different team can actually try to you know do make maneuvers to try to get one of those players if they want. Um, uh, it, it's just part of what it is. Um, so yeah, the you, you're going to have to make some trade offs. You might not get the one. You probably, like Ryan said, you probably almost never would get the 101, 102, 103 unless you paid through the nose. Yeah, it's just. I mean, even if you have um, the the large majority of the money, if somebody has half the money you have, let's say the second person has half the money you have, you you have a thousand, they have five hundred. They can still make you pay five hundred for Burrow, and and if you do that, now you're on even footing for everybody else, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's just the math of it. So I can't, I really can't imagine a, a normal situation where you would get. Um, yeah, it'd be almost impossible. Yeah, more, it, more more than a couple of first rounders. In fact, if you get if you get that mentality out of one guy. Let's say you have a thousand dollars and the other guy has six hundred. 
he throws 600 on – he's just trying to get one of the top three. He throws 600 on Burrow. You go 601, you get him, and all of a sudden that other guy has has more money than you. He's yeah. he's the one that can – He's he he controls the board now there. So um, but it's it, it would be extremely rare to be able to uh, – <laughs> to to get that same uh, that same haul that that you got in that in that position, um, with that kind of money though, you can also not just buy a bunch of players, but you can uh, you can unless you're going after top top guys, you can control the board for a lot of the auction, and you can trade that money for decent players from people. You if you blew it up like that for that much uh, rookie money, um, there's a lot you can do with that to you know to make your team a whole lot better the next year after blowing it up. Uh, thanks, Brian, from Cave Springs, Arizona. Right, Ryan? Is that what Arizona. <laughs> Arkansas. All right. Uh, hello, guys. My name is Bud from Salina, Ohio. I've never been there. Is that pronounced Salina? Did I get that right? I don't know. I don't think I've been there either. All right. Love the show. Looking to give all owners in my team – league i'm uh, owners in my league an option for custom made shirts jersey etc for their dynasty team we keep the same name every year their their team names are the same every year so i was wondering if there's a good place to look at for some of those designs logos i'm willing to pay oh man boy ryan i don't really have a place for that do you hmm like for what he's asking, I I almost think the best thing you can do is start a like go create like a spreadsheet account or like a you know one of those like your one of those t-shirt shop things. Yeah. Like like spreadshirt or cafe press or whatever. Cafe press is the one I was thinking of. Yep. I either one of those would work and I think I think you'd have to make the shirts yourself. What you could do is there are lots of good Twitter guys. They could probably make you 12 logos. Um, like, you know, Mark in Michigan, uh, at Mark underscore in underscore MI. Um, uh, you might be able to tweet us and we can retweet it and, and find you some help. But I'm going to guess there's some uh, Twitter graphic designer type guys that can design 12 logos for you that they know how to make it so you they can you can put it onto a spreadsheet or a cafe press and order it from there. That's probably the best recommendation I have for that. What, what think, do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think so too. Mark is great, obviously. Uh, we love his work. Uh, there's, there's a few other guys who do uh, good work with that too. I don't even honestly know enough about like graphic to design to know if how easy that is to to put onto a shirt or, or, you know, can any design be put on a shirt? I don't know. I would think so. But Mark, Jake I'm, Anderson, uh, John Morfoot, those, those guys can all help. And like Scott said, if you, if you put it out there, we can. Yeah. Dynasty, dynasty Evan. Um, I, I think at least years ago, like you would need a certain type of image, like an SVG and you'd have to, the vectors would have to be such and such. I think it's probably a lot easier than that now. And people can use pretty normal images. Uh, but even if not, then I would go, if, if, if it's something really specific, you might want to go to one of the guys that do a lot of graphic design work. Cause they probably know, would know what you're going to need, but that's my recommendation. Like grab one of those, ask one of those guys if they'll help you out and how much and, and make 12, 
12 logos and, and use a cafe press or a spreadsheet to, uh, to order 12 shirts. I think that's the way to do it. Uh, once again, thanks for the show. Love what you guys do. Um, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, uh, he says, hello, love your podcast and humanitarian work. You give the hobby honor and legitimacy. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Scott. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I do love when people thank me for my work in SFB because really it's like, it's like, I don't know what Scott, one, one thousandth of the work you do. And you do I, a lot. You help a lot. Sometimes I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling nice and I just say thanks, but it's Scott. And sometimes I just take as much of the credit as I can. So that's it a good just, way to do it. I like it. it. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. You know. Sure. Uh, he says, My home league is a 10 team IDP dynasty. Our commissioner is an avid fantasy fanatic who is quick to point out rules, but not so much in the spirit of the league. Oh, ah. interesting. Okay. Uh, winning record d- dictates the next year's draft. Worst record gets first pick and so on. Champ gets the last pick. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, pretty, yep. pretty standard yep. so far. The site we use will not allow you to set an incomplete lineup. Our commissioners found a glitch in the code where once a player's game is started, you can drop a player from your rostered, uh, from your roster and the site will continue with your matchup as if the lineup is still full. Uh, mm. okay that's interesting uh once we realized he was able to tank away by playing an incomplete lineup in this specific instance he was playing against another tanking team uh making the loss taking the loss and moving up the draft board our rules state you must start a full lineup but he claims what he did was allowed as he dropped the player after the game started he also contends that since the site's coding allowed it he's good to go would you consider this cheating? If so, how would you approach this with the league? If he's not cheating, what do you think I'm missing from your point of view? Uh, yeah, it's cheating. It's yeah. pretty, pretty, <laughs> obviously, no pretty obvious cheating. Um, I mean, if, if the rule we've talked about tanking a ton on here, it's probably that probably the number one topic we've discussed throughout the uh, life of the show. If, if your rule is you have to start a full lineup, and he's getting around that by saying he started a full lineup and didn't end with a full lineup, I guess, uh, then, then that is certainly spirit of the rule. I, I would, I would argue that he is not starting a full lineup. Also, I would argue that he submitted a full lineup, but at the end of the week, it was not a full starting lineup. Right. right. <laughs> that would be, that would be my argument that he actually didn't start a full lineup because all of them did not did not play and factor into that game. They they were not in his starting lineup for that final score. Um, he submitted a lineup, but it was not a full lineup by by the end of it. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think this one's pretty clear as far as how to approach it next. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this person is not the only one in the league that has an issue with it. Uh, I, I would, I would guess other people view it as, as cheating too. So you you need to clarify the rules. You need to have some type of uh, punishment in place. And honestly, just the fact that this is the commissioner doing this, it, it would really cause me to be hesitant about continuing with the league. Scott, yep. I mean, we've talked yeah, about we've it. We've talked about that. Yep. If you have a, if you have a commission that's, Actively trying to find, 
Yeah, you've said it before. I believe your statement was you want a commissioner that is actively trying to close loopholes, not uh, take advantage of them. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't remember what your quote was, but it was something like that a different week, and there was a there was a perfect quote for it. Um, so yeah, I'd be really hesitant here to even even stay in the league uh, when when something like that. But what needs to be done is you need to clarify or get those rules clarified uh, going forward. But um, if this was in my leagues, uh, I would yeah I would argue that that was not a false starting lineup. He, you may have submitted a false starting lineup. Uh, when you submitted it, but it was not a full starting lineup when the when the game actually took place. Um, so, uh, uh, stay safe. Uh, thanks. <laughs> he gives us a fake name. Oh, I like it. But I don't know what it's from. Do you? He said bonus points if I know what it's from. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Mm. Okay. R- Rory Bellows. I do not know what it's from. It looks like it's from um, Simpsons, it looks like. Ah. I would have had to watch an episode of The Simpsons to know that. Mm. And I haven't. No episodes, Scott. No No episodes of The Simpsons. I believe we talked about that on the Bull Rush podcast that we need to bring back. That was was a Bull Rush topic. I wonder if people can hear this noise. Do you hear this noise? I think, I think they can. I mean, yes. Do you know what it is? Uh, your pen? No. Oh. It's a slap bracelet. It, so. In the spirit of SFBS. Yeah. It's a slap bracelet. Yeah. Are, my, are, you, my, are you over there solving a Rubik's Cube also? Yeah. Yep. And playing with Legos and... Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. I just have uh, just have it down here with a bunch of my my kids' toys, and I your I, kids' I move, toys, right? I'm gonna throw it across the room so that sure. I don't I don't play with it. Any, oh, it's slapped closed when it hit the floor. It's <laughs> amazing. Okay, okay. Hey, Scott and Ryan, love the pod. You guys love to test out new rules and leagues. We do, Ryan. Yes. Yep. Nods. <laughs> my my favorite is when you nod. Just it's it's great for podcast, <laughs> which is great for us listeners to figure out what aspects we can implement in our own leagues. Have either of you ever attempted a league with backup positions? Um, no, but I think we've talked about it. I'll read the rest of this, but mm-hmm. by that means you designate starters that gain full points and backup slots that get a portion of the points. Okay, I've not heard of that, I don't think. Like, say half points? No, yeah, backup I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, no, uh, this is, uh, I don't even know how you'd operate that league on a site. Like, you'd have to do a lot of commission work, commissioner work after the fact, I think. Um, Using Ryan's third dynasty invitation team this offseason? Let's see what that is. Third dynasty invitational. Yeah, I think that's just one of my I think that's one of my startups I did this year. Yeah, yeah. Sounds Ho- like it. Okay. Hopefully it was a good roster. Yeah. As an example, he was using that. He may decide he thinks uh, Big Ben has a juicy matchup against the Giants week one while Josh Allen faces the Jets in Buffalo. Ben is rusty with the abbreviated time facility and scores 12 while Josh Allen scores 30, but only nets 15 for Ryan's team. The same, same would go for other positions. So what he's saying is, is he saying if Ben scores below half of what Josh Allen scores, 
Ryan, you get Josh Allen's 15 instead of Ben's 12? Yes. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And he's, he he's goes on to say you could do that for all positions, uh, designating a backup. So the scenario where I've most often heard this type of rule is related injury. to injury. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if it, using the same players, if Roethlisberger were to get hurt, then you would have Josh Allen uh, as your backup, as your replacement player. Uh, I know Adam Harstad of Football Guys is a big advocate of this rule. Uh, I've I've never actually used it in my leagues. I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, and I don't have a problem with, um, with, with Monte's suggestion here either, except it would be a lot of work for the commission. Next, he says, I'm not even sure if this is, uh, can be set up on MFL. Uh, basically what it would look like is you would have to, after the game, you would have to, uh, manually adjust first the lineups. Uh, which you can you can go back and adjust lineups on MFL. So in, in this example, you go back and replace Ben Roethlisberger with Josh Allen. Then separately, you would have to adjust Josh Allen's fantasy points from 30 to 15. Um, so it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. And just as just as a an aside for you, Monty, if you're going to do this, Monty from Virginia. Here's how I would implement this because it's just way too much work. You have the teams, you know, submit their backups in whatever way. Maybe it's message board. Maybe it's, um, there's, there's, I think there's, you know, uh, there's, there's certain ways you can do it. Um, there's even certain ways you can do it on MFL, but just find a way. Let's say it's message board. And, uh, if, if one of this ha- if one of these happens, the owner has to tell you which which backups to move in. Like I don't you sh- as a commissioner, you don't have time to go through every single player on every every backup on every team to to check that. Have the owner email you by Monday morning at X amount of time, and you will make the adjustments by the end of day. Um. If you're going but I, I really, this is, this is pretty difficult. Well, I, I know a lot of leagues like that require the backup to be submitted before the game start. So if I had, that's what, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, okay, submit sorry. the backups before the game. Yeah. Submit sorry. the backups by message board before the games. But on Monday morning, if they need someone switched, uh, they have to tell the commissioner, make this switch for me. Otherwise it stays. That gotcha, that just yeah. cuts down your workflow. Yes, I'm, I'm misunderstood, and and I totally agree. You've got to um, put it on the owner to be yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different type of game. It's uh, an interesting strategy. Um, you know, I have no problem with it. I like Ryan. Uh, it's just so much commission work that I don't think I could do it. Um, and like Adam, I'm a proponent of that backup for an injured player as long as the rule on when the backup gets to go in is very clear like if a player gets injured in the first quarter or a player you know etc but um i don't do it but i i I do like that rule um for the injured player one but yeah i I think we've gone over what we would do in this situation just a lot of commission work and, and make the onus on the owners mostly to to contact you with what changes they need yeah, 
I have a feeling this is the kind of thing that week four you're going to realize I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. You, you yeah. don't you don't want that to be the situation. Yeah, I, I was in a league like that. I wasn't even in the league. I just helped a guy commission a league like that within the last couple of years. I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know that you're going to make it halfway through the season before <laughs> you're tearing your hair out. But uh, yeah, this it's it's interesting. Um, Ryan, you're up. Next question comes from Danny in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Danny says, Hey, Scott and Ryan, I'm wondering if you have any experience with all play type playoff systems. Seems like they could help eliminate a little bit of the one week, uh, one week matchup, bad luck for traditional leagues. Maybe there's a better name for it, but, uh, what I'm referring to is, uh, in a 12 team league, six make the playoff, uh, two get a first round bye. And the other four, the other four teams play in the first round. <laughs> top two highest moving on that repeats in round two. Uh, yeah, that's so, basically what kitchen sink is. That's what I do with all my leagues. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of my leagues is, you know, it's it's group play basically, and top two advance, and uh, yeah, each each week. Yeah, that's and, that's that's what yeah. SFB is. That's what all the pigs leagues are. Um, so obviously, uh, <laughs> a we have experience, and yes, we like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and would suggest that. Um, I, I don't. I've heard some people have some issues with mm-hmm. a, a head-to-head, or not issues, but at least wonderings with a head-to-head regular season, and and then this type of all play or um, yeah, what round robin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah playoff system so what what would be your answer to that uh i i actually don't have a problem there because it it eventually gets gets to head to head and and you are head to head just against three other people usually yeah um i i don't know but i understand the arguments people make about i i find it just as fun but I know a lot of people find it less fun to like, it's more fun for them to look at one other roster and know what those players have and, and know what your players are. And, and there's less fun in it for, you know, some owners um, there, there, that's absolutely a thing. But um, as you say in your email, and I think many of us have figured out, it takes quite a bit of luck away from it. <laughs> you know, there's still luck, but it takes the luck of the matchup of, of, you know, playing a guy, a, a team that just hits hot the right week um, out of it a little bit. So um, I do think it's a little bit more fair, but yeah, there's, yeah, there are people who find it less fun. It is what it is. The preference. I don't even, I don't even know what else to say on it. Cause we've talked about it before, like, cause all of our leagues do it. Um, yeah. It's, it's the way I prefer to do it. I, it's just that, that I feel like, not only with the luck factor, but I feel like when you do that, it's one step in the direction of guaranteeing that the best team actually advances and makes it to the championship. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, Danny from Savannah, Georgia. Look, I, I got that state right when it was only abbreviated. <laughs> I feel like I get them right. I don't I, I don't know what that first one in the email was about. I wonder what... <laughs> Just just keeping us on our toes. All right. Last question, Ryan. Looks like, uh, yeah, looks like Aaron is the last question. 
brings me a quiz, quiz question. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've answered this a thousand times. Probably not. This is episode 50, Ryan. Is this 50? Nice. This is number 50. So to answer uh, a question a thousand times would have required it to be answered 20 times per show. Mm. So I'm going to, I'm guessing we have not answered this a thousand times. Uh, <laughs> just some quick math on the show that Ryan shakes his head at. You're a uh, teacher, Ryan. You should be, should be proud of my math. I, I was, I was impressed. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We are going into our second year of this Superflex 30-man roster Dynasty League I commission on Sleeper. We're going to use League Safe, take the pressure off me, hate asking for money, etc. Yeah, we all hate the money part. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty universal. I have installed two rule changes first uh, almost directly after our draft, which came with some waves. Sleeper introduced tiered PPR capabilities the week after we finished our startup draft. Oh. Okay. I'm I'm not loving where this is starting to look like it's going to turn. No. Uh, I always wanted to do tiered PPR as I think passes caught for negative and barely any yards shouldn't be rewarded. And we were straight half PPR. I tabled it to the league. And although there was pushback, we talked it out and altered my proposed tiers and got to a system. Zero, zero to four, five to 39. Um, have we ever talked about my thoughts on tiered PPR, Ryan? Uh, I don't think so. See, tiered PPR, especially even especially Sleeper, uh, so I asked, what's one rule you would want to institute in your dynasty, in your leagues that, that either doesn't exist or whatever? Um, and this came up, tiered PPR. This is like two, three years ago. And I quote tweeted it. And then Mike Wright quote tweeted it. talked about it on Footballers. And then Sleeper saw it. And Sleeper decided to make it. Um, I like it, but I also, and Ryan, you know this from me from a long time, I don't like arbitrary cutoffs, like a four and a half yard completion being worth, or a five yard completion being worth twice as much as a four and a half yard completion. Just those kind of things don't sit right with me. Um, right. So like when there's arbitrary cutoffs, I just... I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I definitely understand it. Um, this guy's second rule change was going from 35, 25 to 30-man rosters in year two. I went to a vote, and it was unanimous. You'll always find that. In fact, the way I used to run my Dynasty Leagues, Ryan, is I would start a Dynasty League at like 16, 18, 20 roster spots. This is, this is a long time ago. And then each rookie draft, the roster would increase by four. Like we'd keep increasing. Uh, like that way the startup was nice and quick and fun. And each rookie draft, your just team just got bigger and bigger. And people really seem to like that. What do you think on that? Just first of all, I do like that. I've actually been kind of kicking around some new league ideas that involved changes, scheduled changes throughout the life of the league. Um, so adding, adding roster spots and knowing, in advance that you're going to add roster spots right. is a, is a fun way to do it. Yeah. I, I feel like when I did this, when I did that, it was to people that didn't really know dynasty very well. And I felt having a small roster that just kept increasing. You, you would just get the rookies and just keep them like eliminated the, 
eliminated some of their hesitancy because they started they were able to start out in their dynasty journey at a smaller size more akin to redraft that they were used to and then it would just slowly grow um i think there's a lot of, a lot to be said for that we i've already sidetracked twice in this email i'm sorry Aaron. <laughs> uh but to be honest i was probably just going to make it 30 regardless of the vote hmm. the question when tabling rule changes, what have you? The, that's that's one of those. Uh, are you more of a dictator? Feels like a terrible word to say here, but are you more of a dictator commissioner or a vote a vote getting commissioner or a mix? And what do your rules say about those kind of things? Um, when tabling rule changes, what have you found to be most effective? I'm thinking about adding five taxi squad spots next year and wonder what has worked in the past for you. Is it a local league of people? This is a local league of people for him. He knows relatively well to extremely well and all are very competitive. I assume league vote is usually the way to go, but thought I would ask about the like it or leave it rule installation method instead. Thanks so much, guys. I love the commission pod and really all DLF family pods. Although I don't play IDP, I still listen to read and react. Sorry again for the length. I look forward to your response. Uh, cheers and keep up the good work. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so basically this question is just about how do you how do we run our leagues as far as implementation of rules and allowing votes? Um, I'll just quickly say my my leagues are 90% me or more. It's closer to 100%. I implement rules and uh, the people follow along and I don't change a whole lot of rules from year to year, but I do change some. Um, but it's usually not year to year. It's usually a good year or two in advance. Like I, I almost give I almost always, even though you don't need to always, I almost always give that, that 18 month spread for, for a lot of the stuff I do. But um, Ryan, the, what, what do you think? I know a lot of leagues live and die by the league vote, especially home leagues. Yeah, I guess it, I kind of live in the middle. I mean, I kind of go back and forth, but especially in, I would say in the kitchen sink leagues, I have uh, I have moved more towards just, just making the decision. And I mean, I, I know... I know when I do that, that I'm doing that for the best of the league, not the best of, you know, not, not what's good for my team. And I think the people that are playing in the league also, you know, trust in that, that I'm, I'm doing what I think is best for the league. And, and I still, I still welcome feedback. I mean, I changed a rule uh, at the beginning of the off season, got some pushback on it and, and was definitely willing to reconsider that. Uh, so I, I guess I would just say, if you're acting in, in the best interest of the league, it's, it's okay to not have a vote. Yeah, I'm I, I'm the same way. Um, I feel like I feel like for a lot of those, but the scoring. What do you think about the scoring one specifically here, Ryan? His move to tiered PPR. Well, I mean those those major changes, changing the scoring, changing starting lineup, starting lineup, especially if you're talking about uh, a move to superflex. Uh, those, those are big changes. Um, yeah. and I'm actually, I, I, I mean, it sounds like a good close knit group that this was able to work with. 
Um, I'm surprised they were willing to do that so quickly after a startup on it. Um, but with a close-knit group, I think it's more likely to happen. For most of our listeners, um, that's generally a no-no or like an 18-month thing, and you should probably you know get a vote on that one mm-hmm. or come close to a vote. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I feel like I interrupted you. I was just like shaking my head a little bit. No, I, I do think early in the league, and, and this is a startup, this is basically a brand new league, it sounds like. I do think it's important. The earlier it is, the earlier in the life of the league, the more important it is to either vote or to at least get feedback from the, the rest of the league. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, as far as uh, the implementation of five taxi squad spots, we've said this before. Um, I feel like the deeper your roster, the less taxi squad spots are are needed, or or like I at shorter amounts. For example, the Pigs League have them, but because a they have Debbie. But even if they didn't have Debbie, they have them to create this major amount of activity because they're lower on the roster spots, you know, but 30 man roster, why, why not just increase it to 35 roster spots, Ryan? Yeah. Again, when you're that deep already, we've talked about the taxi squad thing outside of a contract league, a salary cap league. I don't don't really get a Debbie league. Yes. Um, Yeah. I I would just say, I I agree that. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, with a league that's already pretty large rosters, if you if you want to do that, just just make it just make the rosters a little larger. Yeah, it's at, at where, the kind of league you're talking about. I I don't think you need to do the taxi. I think you, I think it's just about increasing the roster space. Um, if you want to increase it a little bit, um, if you want to do taxi, you want to do taxi. Just uh, we've said it before. Make sure you have good rules on what who, who belongs on the taxi if it's rookies only don't get like if you if you have a rookies only rule don't and it's you know two years ago don't get mad if a saquon barkley type is sitting on someone's taxi and not in their starting lineup or make a rule on it that they can't but that introduces a bunch of gray areas ryan and i have yeah. talked honestly at 30-man rosters already, I say just increase the roster a little bit, and then you don't have to worry about any taxi issues at all. So um, that's where I'd go. That's just a recommendation with, with what you're talking about there. But, um, yeah, as as Ron and I have said, for, for most things, uh, usually just implement rules, give people a good amount of time to uh, – to adjust um, early in a league, it's usually better to, you know, talk it out with the, the league, at least talk it out, if not vote, like at least talk it out and, and get a really good sense of what the people in the league want. Um, I think that's all right. Is that all for today? I think that's it. We're, oh we're my Lord. We're, we're caught up. Yes. Let, you know what? Let me check just to make sure there's nothing sitting in our email. Penile enlargement. Mm. That's not it. Actually, we get very, we get almost no uh, junk mail to the the Commission Impossible. I'm shocked that one got in, slipped into the middle there. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Let's call it a day. Did you say uh, it slipped in? Yeah, I said it slipped in. 
<laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's call it a day. I'm Scottfish24 on Twitter. That's RyanMC23 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.